0: I live in one room with a good view of the wall I make cups of tea and wander in the hall I sit on my bed and cut my fingernails I try on a shirt and I do with a jungle set Here we go again we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening Welcome to Tea with Keho. I'm Kehoe, tea is in the kettle on the stove How are you doing today? Hope you're all enjoying your day. I'm having a wonderful day myself. It's a cloudy day, but it's not raining. It's comfortably in the 60s, so it's a good day. I mean, could be worse. Could be 30, could be snowing, could be a whole lot of things being near uh the end of spring. Well, I guess technically this is the middle of spring. You know, end of May right now, so I guess that's the middle of spring. Summer doesn't kick in until the end of June, third week. You know, so still we're we're right in the heart of this. So you don't know what you could expect. So I'm glad it's just a regular good old day. Hope everything's good with you. Uh, I used to, or I say on, on on the show, it's not about the tea; it's about the time spent, and for twenty five shows that has been the case, and it will continue to be the case. It's just. This time, it is a little bit about the tea. I figured, you know what, after 25 shows, this being show 26 now, maybe we should, I should, you know, be about the tea for one show. So, here we go. Being about the tea. I did a little bit of reading, did a little bit of investigating to see what all the tea you know what's all the bouts about the tea? <laughs> if you get where I'm going with that. So uh, a couple of things that I have found out, and I want to pass on some information about tea with you. If you did not know any of these things, well then I am glad and happy to inform. If you knew all these things, well then, I hope I've reminded you of something that you may have forgotten. And if you're being smug and going, oh, <laughs> tell me something I don't know, well, then you're just a jackass. So first off, tea. It is all from the same, like all the tea that, uh, that's out there, uh, black tea, green tea, white tea, oolong, those are the four main varieties. Uh, they come uh, from the same plant. The camellia, senes- uh, I knew I was gonna screw this up. Uh, Blah. Uh, senesis, senesis, camellia senesis, s n i e n s i s, senesis. So it all comes from the same place, and uh, I am a big fan of black tea. It is my favorite. I'm not a fan of oolong. I've tried it, and uh, to me, it's ooh. Long tea, green tea. I'm not a fan. Just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Uh, and that's basically it. And white tea, I've never tried. I've never had a chance to have white tea. I don't know where to find it. I mean, it's probably for sale in the store, and I will look more more uh, frequently now. But I'm not gonna go out of my way right now to find it. I will soon. But black tea is my favorite, and it is uh, the favorite of the world. I mean, uh, three-fourths of all tea consumption is black tea, and it comes in a bunch of varieties. There's uh, Now, the uh, camellia plant, uh, it's a evergreen uh, shrub or a small tree where the leaves or the buds are used for making the tea, and um, it's... A bunch of different varieties. There is uh, the Assam, uh, the Nepal, the Darjeeling, which is considered the champagne of teas. Apparently, people have uh, determined that the Darjeeling is made in the best area in the Himalayas for growing tea, and it is the most flavorful and Tasty, I guess, <laughs> of ta- yes, that was their scientific words. It's tasty, it's a tasty tea. I just love the tea. It's so tasty. It's a good thing, a tasty tea for all to see, yeah, I you know, but that's considered the champagne. Of teas that are sugar, and you know uh Ceylon and Kenyan, and there's a whole bunch of different varieties and types of tea, fifteen hundred uh different types, but the main four groupings of four being you know are the black, white, green, and oolong. In fact, tea is such a uh important uh thing, like a uh, commodity would be the right word. It's such an important commodity that back uh, long ago uh, Mongolian, Tibetan, Siberian peoples would use tea as a currency and it would be traded and used to buy goods because it was reliable. It didn't go bad if properly uh, stored and properly packaged. It would you know last for a long time. So Black tea and tea in general is such a um, a good thing. I mean, it helped countries grow financially. I mean, uh, the tea, you know, export, import uh, from China and the East to Europe made nations wealthy. I mean, so it, is that good or bad? That is up to you to decide, I guess, but tea is such a uh, strong commodity and a good thing for the people who use it. We have boil. We're going to go do that and continue talking about tea as we go pour it. Uh, I will let you know the tea I'm having today is Barry's Irish Tea. Barry's, since 1901, Ireland's favorite tea. I don't know if that's the case, uh, if it's truly Ireland's favorite tea. I just know that it's pretty darn good. And it's the Berries Gold Edition, I believe. I am enjoying the gold blend of uh, berries. That was my cupboard opening and closing. The squeakiness you may have heard. I do apologize about my not-too-well-oiled cabinetry. So, Of the varieties I mentioned, the Yulong and uh, green, white, and black teas, like I said, they they all come from the same plant, but the difference is is how it is prepared. Um, The black tea, you uh, let that out and uh, ferment, oxidize the longest, and you let it turn brown, and that's where the flavor... Gets its flavor from that oxidation and fermenting. Oolong is left out, uh, but at various points or, or or at various times, it's 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 brought in, so it doesn't it has limited oxidation, doesn't not left out to ferment like the black teas, and the flavor gets itself from that. I am like I said, not a fan, so I'm not can't really say much more about that. Then we have um, the green teas, which are picked and then uh, immediately steamed, uh, thus bringing the certain flavors from that process to bear. And then the white teas are uh, a young, new leaves off the tree in the spring or the early leaves. And they are left out for a very short amount of time to brown in the sun, as they say, uh, for a little bit, but then are, you know brought in and packaged uh, at that point. So from the, pl- from the same plant, you can get four different varieties from just how you let it sit out for its length, for the time. So it's all the same thing, just differently prepared, which is amazing to me, which is you know, really quite neat that it all, just time just the different times, and I'm finding out that the different temperatures that you boiled your water in uh, helps or matters to the type of tea you have. I unfortunately have not memorized and did not write down the temperatures for optimum black, oolong, green, and white teas. That. I, I will leave for your investigative ear and eye and mind if you want to see the right tea. I mean, between, uh I do remember for the black tea at least, between 90 and 100 centigrade. So uh, just about boiling, uh, between almost boiling and boiling. That's where you like your black tea. So I bring my tea to boil. I let it cool. You know, I turn it off. I let it sit for a half a minute i don't let it cool much and i pour right away onto the tea bag let it go through the tea bag itself and finding out the height of your pour matters how long or how high the water is poured in i am not going to splash hot boiling water around in case you know but with a long pour in case uh, i i just i'm not that risky I'm not going to uh, sacrifice burns for a high pour that may add a little bit of flavor to my tea. I'm not risking that one. But they do say that the height of the pour is important and therefore you should think of that when pouring your tea. All these things I am discovering also not I've stopped wringing my bag that sounds gross maybe I'll explain apparently when you I have been doing it wrong forever apparently make a cup of tea take out your tea bag put it into your spoon and squeeze it out into the cup and then throw out the the dried sort of damp tea bag. Wrong. Apparently, you're releasing in toxins and tannins and certain you know all the bitternesses, the bitter uh, flavors that are swirling around inside that tea bag. And if it was free to breathe through the the tea, it would be better for you, as they say. But in tea bag form, it's sort of concentrates all those those bitter uh, flavors and you're putting them right into your tea and thus making your tea bitter I was unfamiliar with this uh, until just last week well I should say for I knew about it for a while I had just was like why well, you know didn't know an actual reason why not to I was just told by folks well you know you shouldn't squeeze your tea back out and I'm like why I I don't know. No one had a reason and I finally looked it up and yeah, okay. There's we're going to we're going to try and see if my tea is less bitter. I have grown accustomed to that flavor of tea. I enjoy that flavor of tea. It may be bitter to some people, but it was normal to me. Since I have stopped wringing out my bag and squeezing my bag, I have noticed the tea is a little lighter, a little, uh, it's not as bitter. I don't know if if there's another term for not bitter besides not bitter. Uh, So yeah, it's not bitter. It tastes a, a little better. And I'm enjoying it actually a little more. And I think the more I experiment with things with my tea, I will find that I... I'm getting better and better tasting teas. And I will eventually find that perfect tea, that perfect sip, that greatest hits of tea. That's what I'm looking for. So, um, you know, that would be fun. Uh, also, I love how black tea, I found out that the flavonoids in the black tea, they help neutralize the free radicals. And, you know, Everyone's got a whole bunch of these free radicals in their body. Can you believe it? There are these free radicals in me. Man, I didn't think I'd be full of free radicals. Yeah. Power to the people. Power to the free radicals. uh, And the flavonoids, they help neutralize that. And so now I'm going to start... Thinking about people in those terms, there are certain people that are flavonoids, they neutralize free radicals, and there are free radicals who are neutralized by flavonoids. Who's better? Who's worse? What do you want? Do you want to be a free radical or do you want to be a flavonoid? Do you want to be neutralized or do you want to be the one neutralizing? I don't know, man. I don't know what to do, man. Am I a flavonoid? Am I the type that will just look at a free radical and have to neutralize him? Is that the type of man I am? Or am I some sort of free radical who's going to try and avoid being neutralized so I can radicalize some more freely? I I I don't know, man. I don't know. And I don't think it's fair to look at it in that way. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just know I can't I can't live in a world where free radicals aren't left to be free. And I realize in the body free radicals are probably not a good thing so neutralizing uh them with with flavonoids is probably okay just saying I'm, I'm i'm all for it i'm all for the good flavonoids neutralizing the free radicals besides um the more tea you drink like more than 3 cups a day they also say that it helps uh considerably lower your risk of heart attack and stroke so yeah i'm doing good I'm having like this is like my fourth one today. So, I'm doing good for myself and then uh it also keeps the bad cholesterol away. So that's good too. So, I mean don't get all like weirded out with black tea. <laughs> the free radicals, man. Your body's got so many of them. And black tea and the flavonoids that sounds like a band. That's a new band that's coming out uh, in the fall. Black Tea and the Flavonoids. They got a couple hits. Uh, their one hit is called Free Radicals. I mean, I think I'm going to write that song this coming week. We're going to premiere that coming up soon. Free Radicals but Black Tea and the Flavonoids. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. So, uh... <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying about all this tea stuff uh, Apparently, they they nailed down the year that tea was developed Which I find quite insane Apparently, 2737 uh, BCE in China Was uh, the first year uh, they were making tea Or at least documented that tea was being made I gotta believe it was being made and enjoyed for uh, many centuries beforehand. Just maybe wasn't written down that we have found. But tea has been around for a very long time, and I mean, the small leaf, the there's, the Assam, Assam, uh, large leaf, and there's the small leaf, uh, plant, uh, and the small leaf and the largely if they sort of diverged from one source like they believe like 22,000 years ago and so tea's been around for a long time and if they have determined that it was derived and probably purposely cultivated in that way 22,000 years ago that it it so tea has been being used for a long time and but the uh the legend has it that uh some uh workers were boiling water for uh to be purified for emperor, uh, for emperor Sheen Nong. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong most likely uh s h e n and then n o n g shen Shan Um, unbeknownst to uh, them, some leaves from the plant blew into the the water and boiled with the water and when they served the tea unknown to everyone that that had happened the emperor drank it and hell, he liked it he thought it was good, he's like, yes this shit here uh, kicking ass Whatever you did here, what, what did you do here? This, this, this is better than just water. This is like, wow, this is good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm absolutely paraphrasing the first encounter with tea. Uh, please do not believe that this is text I'm reading. This is purely my interpretation of what happened that first day. And he's like, oh, man, I want to drink this again. How do you do this? And they're like, oh, shit, how how did we do this? And so they took it back. They probably looked inside the bowl and figured out that, oh, okay, these leaves are in here. Probably these leaves. Uh, go get more of these leaves. So they got more of them. And they made some more. And he was like, whoa, this is even better. It's like... It's like stronger. It's it's, it's more flavorful. Do it again. And they kept trying and trying different things and different things until finally, you know, tea was like a thing. And now we all drink it, and it's lovely, and it's wonderful. And I know that's got to be how it happened. This emperor was just expecting some purified, simple water. And he took a big sip and went, Whoa, this rocks, this is what I love. this is it, yeah, no, um totally, totally, that's how it happened, totally what happened um because yeah, you know, prove me wrong <laughs> can you can you prove me wrong, okay, now that is I've been putting my tea down on napkins and they've been it's, it's been sticking to the napkin and the first one, it stuck to and it fell to the floor and I was like, ah, I'm not going to pick it up I'll just get another napkin that's sitting real close to me and the second one I picked I picked up my cup again to take a sip and the second one stuck and then fell to the floor and I'm like, ah, okay, now I have to pick it up so uh, apparently the bottom of my cup is tacky Tacky. Uh, And uh, I'm losing napkins. So I've had to go pick that one up and save it from the floor. Like, the floor is like lava. Don't touch it. You ever play that game when you were a kid? I think we all have. You ever play uh, lava? Uh, All right. uh, The couch and the chair and the coffee table and the ottoman are rocks everything else is lava go and you would do it and it was fun it was you know kid fun it was fun time so uh this my one napkin is burning in the lava apparently it'll be okay but yeah I we used to do it and take it to extremes and start climbing on bookshelves and uh up stairwell railings. Parents didn't like us sometimes. Or or also, do you ever play balloon? Uh, keep keeping the balloon off the ground, just to extreme levels, like diving over furniture to just get a fingertip or a toe on the balloon to keep it up, just off the ground because the ground was you know bad for balloons. Or everything was bad for balloons uh, Ever play those games? Okay, I did I'm just diverging there uh, There was no transition time for that That was just a complete left turn Because <laughs> we're still talking about tea Because I'm not done with the tea talk Because there's a couple more things I want to say about tea First off, herbal tea is not tea Nope it's called a tisane, T-I-S-A-N-E, tisane, tisane. I'm not sure my pronunciation of that is probably askew, but that's what those are considered. They're not actually teas, because unless it comes from the camellia sin- uh, sinceris, sinceris, uh yeah, whatever, the, the tea plant, the tea tree, the tea bush, whatever you want to call it, It's not a tea. It is uh, this other thing, this tysine. Tysane. Whatever. Uh, So anything you make with like fruits or berries or uh, nuts and herbals, uh, chamomiles and echinaceas, or I don't think that's the thing, uh, or eucalyptuses and lavenders and all these. Different flavors and things. Those aren't technically teas. I mean they are a hot flavored beverage. So it's a tea. But technically it's not a tea. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that. But now we do. So that's cool. Um, The largest exporters of tea in the world are. Say it with me everybody. At number three. Kenya. Number two, Sri Lanka. Number three or, or number one the <laughs> third one I'm saying, but number one on the list, China. Uh probably not surprising that China produces the most tea and or exports the most tea in the world. They collectively uh all the tea uh produce like or those three uh cl- close to a million metric tons of tea are uh produced and exported and uh, it's not surprising in this category either China consumes the most tea uh they have the largest population in the world so Their uh, tea consumption is the largest, but not by per capita. Uh, The largest uh, tea-drinking countries in the world per capita are, say them with me, everybody, at number three, the United Kingdom, at number two, Ireland, and number one, the third one I'm saying, but number one on the list... What is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Turkey. That's right. Turkey. Uh, the biggest tea-drinking country in the world is Turkey. I am having a Irish tea. I I have not yet jumped into the Turkish teas. I think I would like to go to a restaurant that has or will make and does have Turkish tea. Because I'd like to give it a try. I don't know if there's any in... Uh, my neck of the woods. Maybe if I ever get up to Toronto for a, a, event where I can hang out, I will. Try and find myself a Turkish tea place, and give it a try. I'm absolutely willing to give it a try. I hear it's a stronger, tea, uh, a more bitter tea. But I mean, I'm willing to give that a try. I mean, I've been I've been drinking bitter tea for a while myself. Didn't realize I could you know, lighten it up a little bit by not squeezing the bag. So maybe they're just big bag squeezers. I don't know. I should find out before I start assuming anything. Uh, uh, and around the world, they they say that over 3 billion cups of tea are, uh, are made every year, drank, drunken, they ha- are consumed over 3 billion cups of tea a year. So uh, I'm contributing, contributing to that on a daily basis. Some days more than others. Today is more. It's still, I could still have a couple more today and bring it up to six for me. But a lot of days it is just three, maybe four at the most. Let me say some days a little bit more. And to close off our tea conversation, in the, earliest, in the early 20th century, one of the biggest inventions to help spread the enjoyment of tea worldwide was the tea bag. Now, purists will say the tea bag ruined tea. Uh, they believe that loose tea is the best form, it allows the water to Work through and infuse through all the the tea leave, and really bring out the flavor. They feel that the tea in the bag does not let the flavors truly blend and mix. That's why squeezing it they you know it's all that like it's a concentrate almost of all those. Flavors, and when you sque- squeeze it out, you just squeeze out a full concentrate of that, which is pretty which is the bitterness, apparently, so not squeezing the bag and uh, not being so bitter i is is what the tea bag or the tea bag I'm sorry, I got off on a whew, train of thought there uh so the tea bag allows more easy consumption, more, more wide usage, but perhaps ruins or lessens the taste and flavor. Uh, that happens with a lot of things, I think. The, the more accessible it gets, the more away from its purest form it is. I mean, true chocolate tastes very different from the chocolate we get today i would believe and there's m- many things like that <clears throat> I, so the teabag is maybe just over 100 years old and the term uh giving a teabag is probably just a month younger than uh the invention of the teabag and that is just my uh, my take on that i think uh soon after we were dipping and using our teabag some pervert in the world went oh yeah uh huh and his girlfriend or his boyfriend or whoever the first one was labeled the teabag it had been being done for years I would assume but it didn't have a name and after you know the first person did it and went I'm gonna I just teabagged you, and they went what? And there we go, the word spread. <laughs> yes, I always take it to that spot. I always go that extra too far, just for you. It's it's all just for you. It truly is. Mm. Oh, that's a good cup of tea. So, tea. This show's about the tea. It is all about the tea and the time spent. So this is good. In keeping with the tea theme, the song of the week is A Cup of Brown Joy, the teabag remix by Professor Elemental. It is a wonderful little song about the joys of tea. Uh, He mentions many of the things that I mentioned in my little tea dissertation and uh it's worth a listen i'm relatively new to professor elemental so i don't have a lot to say about the song itself i am still enjoying its newness to me it's uh, a new song to me i hope it's a new song to you if it's not a new song to you uh, i hope i hope uh if it's old and ho- hope it reminded you that this is such a cool song or something like that i don't know and if you know it and you're being smug and like uh Tell me something I don't know uh, Then you're just being a dick So (laughs) But uh, So Professor Elemental uh, Cup of Brown Joy The teabag remix I recommend For your song of the week Listen to it with your next Sip of tea It is a fast paced little ditty So it's not like you could say It's a good relaxing tea song It's a I love tea, oh I love a good cup, oh I could love a cup, imagine that feeling of mm, tea, that's the feeling of that song, so song of the week, Professor Elemental, cup of brown joy, enjoy, and now of course, the word of words, I'm wording of words, and today's word of words infusers. That's right, infusers. What people use to brew their tea with before the tea bag. The water can infuse the leaves, bringing out the flavor, the glorious flavors of the tea. So, word of words is infusers. And the song of the week is "cup of brown joy." It's all about the tea this week, so mm, enjoying another sip of the tea I have brewed. Hi, 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 hi. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. That's all I got for tea, frankly. Uh, I got no more tea stuff. Ran out of. I mean. My brain can only hold so much. And that's what it held of tea. So, uh I wanna remind everyone, if you could, go to teawithkeho.com or tea with Kehoe on Facebook and leave a message. Let me know how I'm doing. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear it. Uh hashtag tea with Kehoe on Instagram will show you all the individual show uh artwork I Take these pictures, uh, and I make or these design. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm all burpy. Excuse me, everybody. Excuse me. Pardon me in my rudeness. I did not mean to get all gassy on you. If you go to hashtag tea with Kehoe, uh all the individual show pictures and uh, artwork. I take these pictures and designs, and I make up uh, individual show ones. Starting at show five, I didn't do uh, the first four. Didn't think about it until after show four, uh, you know, until right after show five, in fact. And I may go back and do the first four, but I haven't gotten that motivated yet. Still, you know, moving forward, not looking back, moving forward. So uh, if you go there, you can see all the artwork for that. And uh, yeah, just give me some feedback. Let me know what you're thinking. I really appreciate that. And I want to give a plug and a uh, uh, little bump for that movie's show. Norman Terry, a couple of great guys. They watch and review movies. They've done uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. They have uh, done, um, was it The Incredibles 2? I saw that. I, I had to stop watching that one because I still want to see The Incredibles 2. And they warned me up front that there would be spoilers. So I I stopped and still haven't watched it. And once I do, I'll go back and re-watch the show. But uh, these guys are really good. They're fun. Uh, the next one they're going to do, Friday night, 9 o'clock. Live uh, podcast on Facebook and... Uh, or not podcast, but a live show, Facebook and YouTube. 9 o'clock, Friday night, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fantastic movie, love the movie, cannot uh, wait to hear what they say, unfortunately, I won't be there live, I'll have to watch it uh, after the fact, so, but you, you should go and watch it live and enjoy it, watch the movie, watch the movie beforehand, join them, add your uh, comments in, they take comments, they do all that kind of stuff, get involved, it's fun, so that movie's show, Look for them. Uh, we'll have a link to them on the uh on the website. We'll uh probably get one up there on the Facebook page. So cool. And with all that said and done, I want to uh get to our last thought of the day. Mm. Last sip thought. We're getting to that point. And the last sip has to sort of the last thought has to sort of go to Going to uh, DRI last week, I mentioned, I think on the last show, I mentioned that I was going to see Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. And I had this feeling that there would be a crowded house, uh, I mean, a full house, a uh, good-sized crowd, to see an old classic punk rock band. And I was disappointed. Uh, There was maybe... 75 to 100 people maybe and it i mean dri put on a good show they were solid the music was still you know solid they played well they performed exactly like you wanted or is it or, or exactly like i expected they didn't they could have seen a small room in this small little club And just went, fuck it. We'll just do what we... You know, we'll just get through it. We'll just play our shit and go home. No, they played a kick-ass show. So, nothing against DRI at all in this. This has all to do with me and growing up or, you know, aging. That should be the better term. Aging. I'm 49 years old now. I've reached an age where I can't go into a mosh pit, where there were a couple times going outside during the opening bands was needed because it was getting a little obnoxious. Uh, So I have aged out of being a punk, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong, and I want to make this statement, and maybe this will clarify what I just said. Uh, I will always be a punk in my heart, but, you know, I'm just not a punk anymore, if that makes any sense. Uh In my mind, in my heart, in my being, so much of my life has been influenced by punk rock music, punk rock songs, punk rock uh, friends, activities, experiences, ways of thinking, ways of perceiving the world. My, you know, my mental pathways have been, you know, guided by these experiences. So you can't. Not think. I can't not think in some certain terms. So, in a way, I will always be a punk rock kid. No matter how old I am, no matter how aged I get, I will always be a punk rock kid. I can see myself in a nursing home, you know, in my room listening to, you know, Husker Do when I'm 90. Why? Because that was the music of my youth. People listen to, you know, Frank Sinatra right now because that was the music of their youth. And my parents are listening to the 60s and the 50s, you know, doo-wop and early rock and roll because that was the music of their youth. And it just, that always progresses with age. So I will always be a punk rock kid. I'm just not a punk rock anymore. I can't go to the mosh pit. I don't wear the uniform anymore. I don't have the haircut. Hell, I'd have, I have a mohawk with a a gap in the middle with the bald spot. I mean, around the sides are fine, but, you know, that spot in the middle, front would be very short, you know, very short indeed big gap in the middle and then you know, good ending that's not a true mohawk yet. that's the old man fading glory, I, I'm not gonna be rocking that so, but I saw a couple of old friends who are still, you know rocking the mohawk they're still, you know, shaved head and leather jackets and getting new tattoos and buying tickets for the next show and I just, no, I'm not there, man. I'm not there anymore. And that has nothing to do with anybody but me. And, you know, I'm, it's neither wanting or not wanting. It. It's just the way it is. I have not held on to that as tightly as some people I mean, the conversations were so different. When we were kids, we were ta- ta- you know, talking about how shitty uh, jobs, you know, the shitty jobs we had or just lost, uh, uh, the girl we wanted to hook up with, you know, who's going to get the beer or the weed or the acid tonight. You know, there was always, you know, those talks were going on. You know, you know what band kicks ass or sucks. Now, I mean, last week... At one point, we're we're talking about promotions in one job. Uh, My other friend is talking to another about getting the proper health insurance so he can get better dental uh, to get some teeth fixed. I mean, we are not having the same conversations. We are definitely not, you know, punk rock insurance salesmen. No, I mean, uh, punk rock, you know... It's just sort of, it's a, it's a way of being. It's just, I can't be it like I used to be. And that show really sort of made it evidently clear. I mean, there's equal amounts of that, you know, hippie end of my life where for years I was the Grateful Dead Pink Floyd of uh, Crazy hippie guy who thought certain ways, and my and so many mental path, you know, pathways. One side is lined with punk, the other side of that path, you know, pathway is lined with, you know, the Grateful Dead and hippies. So it's like there's a lot of weird connections that get made in my brain. So, but I, you know, just totally can't see myself you know, at another show for a while. I mean, unless I had a chance to go see Morrissey again, I would do that. Uh, but he's still making music. I mean, a band who is no longer making music and is touring just as like a uh, an encore, a, hey, we're pretty broke, we need some money tour. I'm, I'm not going to be doing that much anymore. Because a lot of times it's not the same band. It's just one guy from the band. I think DRI had three of the original members, but they had so many members throughout their life who really is original. So it is what it is. But it was a nice learning experience. It it, it showed me that I am uh, at a point in my life where I am no longer that, you know, living— I, I mean, I haven't been living the punk rock lifestyle for a very long time. You know, marriage, kids, uh, divorce, all that. That was lived with punk in my heart, not in my house. Uh, But it's evident now that there's, you know, I am an old man. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm okay with being... Like, yesterday, we are driving and I see a billboard for Wednesday, $8 hamburgers. And I'm like, $8? Who pays $8 for a hamburger? And that's when Cheryl had to remind me that, oh yeah... at uh Allen Burger Venture, we paid thirteen for a burger, and over at that place, there was this really good burger. We paid about like twelve, thirteen bucks for that one. So, uh, yeah, I sound like an old goddamn man with uh, oh, I was so so old, so old. I I eight dollars is a lot of money. Who's spending that on meat? So, yes, that's what I've learned. That uh, I'm an old man. And I'm okay with it. So that was my last thought of the day. We're going to end it all with, like always, please be kind to each other. It's the best thing you can do because one kind gesture leads to another kind gesture leads to another kind. And if we just all keep doing kind things for each other because kind things happened to us, And we share that kindness. If we all keep doing that, we'll all keep doing kind things. And everyone will just start being kind. Just It's just, wow. Someone did something nice for me, so I'm going to continue being nice to someone else. And if we all did that, the entire world en masse, we would be so much better off. So join me in that. Be kind to each other. Be kind to as many people as you can today, tomorrow, the next day. And hopefully, other people will be kind to you. But be kind first. Be the first one to be kind. Don't wait for it. Be kind. And uh, today, it's all about the tea. But normally, it's not about the tea. It's about the time spent. And I'm glad you spent your time with me today. Uh, I'm glad you keep spending your time with me and keep coming back and I hope you hope you come back next week here on Tea with Kehoe. And I will uh see you soon. Thank you so much and uh we'll talk to you soon. And we're gonna turn this on.